Let's pray together. Most blessed God, through the suffering of your Son, Jesus, our sins were paid for. Give us a deep hatred of sin. Grant us a tender spirit towards sinners. And help us to forgive those who have sinned against us. Teach us to confess our own sin and seek reconciliation with those whom we have sinned against. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, we ask this. Amen. On Good Friday, what we call Good Friday, Peter has just shared the Passover meal and New Covenant meal with Jesus. At that meal, he swore that he would never fall away from Jesus and would even die with Jesus. Last Sunday, we saw that he was ready to die with Jesus, but that was the wrong fight. And now we'll see how unprepared Peter was for the fight that Jesus called him to. A greater fight than just leading the other disciples. John 18, 15 through 18, and 25 through 27. Simon Peter was following Jesus, as was another disciple. That disciple was an acquaintance of the high priest, so he went with Jesus into the high priest's courtyard. But Peter remained standing outside by the door. So the other disciple, the one known to the high priest, went out and spoke to the girl who was the doorkeeper and brought Peter in. Then the servant girl who was the doorkeeper said to Peter, You aren't one of this man's disciples are too, are you? I am not, he said. Now the servants and the officials had made a charcoal fire because it was cold. They were standing there warming themselves, and Peter was standing with them, warming himself. Verse 25. Now Simon Peter was standing and warming himself. They said to him, You aren't one of his disciples too, are you? He denied it and said, I am not. One of the high priest's servants, a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off, said, Didn't I see you with him in the garden? Peter denied it again. Immediately a rooster crowed. Although I've chosen to read this story from the Gospel of John, the story of Peter's denials is one of only ten stories that is recorded in all four Gospels. To me, that says this story is important. In addition, each Gospel account gives different details that, when combined, make a whole narrative, without contradiction. So as I retell the story now, I will draw from all all four Gospels. The first place we find Peter is at the gate to the courtyard of Caiaphas the high priest. In the night, Peter and John have at a distance followed the crowd that arrested Jesus. While Jesus has been taken inside to the basement of the house to be tried by the Sanhedrin, John and Peter approach the gate. John is known by the high priest and his servants. The maidservant who is in charge of letting people through the gate is there, So John gets in while Peter is left outside. John comes and vouches for Peter so that Peter can also come into the courtyard. The maidservant lets Peter in and asks him, Are you one of Jesus' disciples too? Let's think about that question. She doesn't just ask, Are you one of Jesus' disciples? She asks, Are you one of Jesus' disciples too? This means the maidservant probably already knows that John is a disciple. Are you a follower of Jesus like John? But two can also mean also. The maidservant could be saying, Are you a follower of Jesus like me? Until we get to heaven, we'll never know for sure what the maidservant meant. But we do know Peter's answer. I don't know 
what or who you are talking about. Peter has not only denied Jesus, but also John, who has just vouched for him. Peter had the opportunity to witness for Jesus, and instead he played ignorant. Inside the courtyard of Caiaphas, the servants and other officials have lit a, lit a fire to keep warm in the night. Peter goes over the fire to warm himself, and this is the second place we find Peter, at the fire. As Peter warms himself, his face is illuminated by the firelight. Just then, the maidservant from the gate comes over and says to everyone, This man was with Jesus, the Nazarene. When all the other people in the courtyard hear this, they all begin to question Peter. You aren't one of his disciples too, are you? Peter no longer plays ignorant. Nobody in Jerusalem can say they don't know who Jesus is. That's just an obvious lie. In addition to all the miracles Jesus had done over the last three years, Jesus had just recently come into Jerusalem riding on a donkey with the people proclaiming him king and Messiah. Then Jesus cleared the temple. Everyone knows who Jesus is, even if they are not a follower of Jesus. So Peter answers, I'm not a follower of Jesus. I don't know the man. Again, Peter had the opportunity to witness for Jesus, this time to a whole group of people, a group of people that, like the maidservant, we don't know their allegiances. But instead of witnessing, Peter denies his relationship with Jesus. Apparently things settle down, and Peter is able to stay by the fire for about an hour until he's approached by one last person. This last person has been listening to Peter talk, and the voice is familiar. This man can't place the voice at first because it's been quite an evening for him and his probable cousin. This man and his cousin, Malchus, were part of the crowd sent to arrest Jesus. While they were arresting Jesus, some guy pulls out a sword and almost kills Malchus. Malchus dodges, but he still gets caught by the ear. He's bleeding and screaming. His ear is on the ground. This man grabs his cousin, but there also is Jesus. Before Jesus allows himself to be taken away, he heals Malchus's ear. Two things that that servant will never forget. The sound of his cousin Malchus screaming and the war cry of that Galilean with the sword. And that's when it hits him. Hey, you, I know your voice, Galilean. I was in the orchard. Didn't I see you? Now Peter uses some colorful metaphors. He both curses and swears an oath as he denies. In our vernacular, it might come out something like, F you, I swear to God, I don't know what you are talking about. Peter is talking to a person who had just seen the divine power and healing touch of Jesus. And for the third time, Peter denies Jesus instead of witnessing. As the words of his denial are still coming out of his mouth, a morning rooster crows as Jesus emerges from the house with his captors. Jesus sees Peter making his third denial. Peter leaves the courtyard breaking down in tears. Jesus leaves the courtyard to go die for that liar. Mark 15, 1-27 As soon as it was morning, 
Having held a meeting with the elder scribes and the whole Sanhedrin, the chief priest tied Jesus up, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate. So Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? He answered him, You say so. And the chief priest accused him of many things. Pilate questioned him again, Aren't you going to answer? Look how many things they are accusing you of. But Jesus still did not answer. And so Pilate was amazed. At the festival, Pilate used to release for the people a prisoner whom they requested. There was one named Barabbas, who was in prison with rebels who had committed murder during the rebellion. The crowd came up and began to ask Pilate to do for them as was his custom. Pilate answered them, Do you want me to release the king of the Jews for you? For he knew it was because of envy that the chief priests had handed him over. But the chief priest stirred up the crowd so that he would release Barabbas to them instead. Pilate asked them again, Then what would you want me to do with the one you call the king of the Jews? Again they shouted, Crucify him! Pilate said to them, Why? What has he done wrong? But they shouted all the more, Crucify him! Wanting to satisfy the crowd, Pilate released Barabbas to them. And after having Jesus flogged, he handed him over to be crucified. The soldiers led him away into the palace, that is the governor's residence, and called the whole company together. They dressed him in a purple robe, twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on him. And they began to salute him. Hail, king of the Jews! They were hitting him on the head with a stick and spitting on him. Getting down on their knees, they were paying him homage. After they had mocked him, they stripped him of the purple robe and put his clothes on him. They led him out to crucify him. They forced a man coming in from the country who was passing by to carry Jesus' cross. He was Simon of Cyrene, the father of Alexander and Rufus. They brought Jesus to the place called Golgotha, which means place of the skull. They tried to give him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it. Then they crucified him and divided his clothes, casting lots for them to decide what each would get. Now it was nine in the morning when they crucified him. The inscription of the charge written against him was King of the Jews. They crucified two criminals with him, one on his right and one on his left. Peter never bothered to ask why anyone wanted to know why he was a disciple of Jesus. Maybe some of them already were or wanted to become followers of Jesus. Jesus had many secret disciples. I'm confident that Jesus wanted Peter to at least try to shepherd these people in the courtyard because after the resurrection, when Jesus restores Peter, Jesus tells Peter, If you love me, feed my lambs. Shepherd my sheep, feed my sheep. Peter denied his witness, but he didn't remain a denier. After that failure, he took every opportunity to shepherd people to Jesus. At this church, we have not seen people come to faith in Jesus for several years. I confess and repent that I have not led anyone to Jesus, but I'm working on it. I've been asking us all for several years Who's your one? Do you have at least one not yet Christian that you are sharing life with? It's time we shepherd these people to Jesus 
and not deny our witness. I commit to shepherd someone to Jesus. May we hold each other accountable to be witnesses. And now, may the Lord remember us and bless us. For he blesses all those who fear the Lord, both small and great alike.